0: transport and things like that. But when it came to like catering and flowers, like because of Instagram and Pinterest, I sort of knew who I ideally would like to have on the day. So yeah, I sort of picked like the food and the flowers and everything, yeah, to do with the creative side. And she sort of did all the technical things, which I would have had no idea about, you know, I was looking in the Gold Coast, the car, like it just, which is really helpful
1: when it came to like the nitty-gritty things. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today on the show we have Bridie Mancuso, who we are interviewing for her beautiful wedding where she got married in byron Bay. So Bridy, congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. Oh good, we're super excited to have you on. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We were just talking offline and you said you're actually, you were from around where we are. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so I grew up in, half in Melbourne and then moved to finish high school in Torquay. Um, So I'm very jealous of you guys. I miss it a lot. Um, But at the moment, my husband and I live in Bayside in Melbourne, which is, I like to think the next best thing to Torquay. It's not a beach, it's a bay, but it still counts. Uh, we live there with our two dogs. Um, I guess we're, pretty, we're a busy couple. I mean, like most people, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, Mickey owns and runs two companies, so he never really gets to switch off at home. Um, and as for me, I've worked in fashion for the last ten years. I studied fashion when I left high school and then got my first job at Cotton on Head Office um, as a product developer for Cotton on Body. I've been at
2: Cotton On Head which Office. Which was my
0: favourite job still to this day. Like I learned so much there and like the culture there was oh, awesome. Wow. So that was good and then I moved into more styling roles, um, I helped Amazon set up their e-commerce studio when they transitioned to Australia which was a huge job and then yeah, that would have been from there I've just been doing styling, a little bit of content creating, um, creative direction and yeah that's it. The last year I've been working on my own project which is taking forever but it's awesome so hopefully in the next few months it'll like really come to life so we'll see
2: oh that's so good can you Wha- give us any hints <laughs> on what that's about or is it a bit yeah it's in,
0: no, no no it's in the fashion it's in the fashion creative sort of retail space so
1: ooh, yeah. exciting, ooh, exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: oh how nice and so and you how did you meet your partner
0: uh, it's depends who you ask because he has a complete <laughs> fabricated story of the truth I think to like <laughs> save himself from the embarrassment but we, truth be told, we met on Instagram so he, uh, I must have posted a story or something and he messaged me saying out of one to ten what chance do I have of being with you? And I remember, like... I, <laughs> How old were you at this point? And I, like, looked at his page and I was, like, oh, he's really not my type. Like, I was, like, I could lead him on. I was, like, no, no I'll do the right thing. I was, like, look, you look like a nice guy, but I'm sorry, like, it's a, a one. And he was, like... No, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. That's 10%. That's not nothing. And I was just, like, <laughs> what? Like, that's what? Great. And then, I don't know, From the, I just found him really funny. Like, he was... We just literally from that day forward it was like all day, every day for the next three weeks, like attached to our phones, spoke every second, and then we had our first date at Chin Chin and then four or five weeks after that we moved in together. So
2: Wow. Wow. How how long ago was this?
0: That was five years ago now.
2: Yeah, so I feel like you can't be too judgy about a guy's Instagram at that point. <laughs> like, my partner's Instagram was pretty... Woful. Oh, it's
0: awful. And he, like, it was classic, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, I thought by the look of him, he took himself so seriously. And I was like, oh, it's just really not my vibe. But he's a complete opposite. He's so fun. He's so down to earth. So it was, yeah, a big um, don't judge a book by its cover moment for me.
1: By oh, a lesson. That's classic, Yeah. And so, so what was his story then?
0: Oh, he tells everyone we met at Paran Market shopping for flowers. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, that's actually really funny. My part, when you said that, I was laughing inside because my partner and I have completely different stories. You'll really? kill me for this if anyone, any friend of his listens to this podcast episode. But I we met on Tinder and we kind of had known each other, seeing each other out at CQ, like back in the oh, day. It happens, it so happens. it wasn't completely random. Um, but <laughs> he just tells everyone that we met at a bar out because he's too ashamed to say that we met at online dating. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean Tinder, Instagram, CQ. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same thing, same right? Thing. <laughs> They're all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so you knew each other for how long until he proposed? So we were together for three years uh,
0: before okay. he proposed. Yeah. Like we spoke about marriage. Obviously, we moved in so quickly um, together. Yep. It was like eight weeks or something crazy. But we sort of just always spoke about marriage and like he got my name tattooed on him after like three months. Like it was very hot and heavy at the start so we always sort of spoke about marriage but then after like two years I was like oh okay (laughs) it's probably time now but then yeah it was our three-year anniversary he proposed.
1: Ah beautiful and did you have any idea? Did you know it was coming? I sort of did six months well you never know
0: exactly but like the six months leading up towards the engagement I sort of had a feeling that was happening just by how he was sort of acting and one of his friends called him because he was going to propose to his girlfriend and he just knew everything about diamonds and I was like okay interesting like how yeah yeah all of that so um yeah yeah, I had an inkling but I you can never really know for sure right
2: no yes you always have some sort of idea that it's coming your way soon just when yeah yeah it was funny
0: on the day that we actually got engaged it was like a really beautiful day I woke up went for a run and I was like oh I just I was like today's a really good day I'm like I don't know why but today I just had a vibe about the day and I remember like taking a photo of myself at the beach smiling was like I don't know what
1: today means but like
0: it's a really good day today and we got engaged that day so
1: oh how did how did you do it So he actually
0: did it uh, at his grandparents' house. So they are this sweet little old Italian couple. They've been married for like over 60 years now. Um, And I love gardening. I love being outside and I'm obsessed with um, his grandpa's veggie patch. So whenever we go there, like I always roam in the veggie patch and whatever. And so we just went there for lunch and I was in the veggie patch and he was sort of like hovering around me and I was just like, yes like these are the broad beans okay and then I turned around and we were like under this lemon tree and he tried to kneel down and his jeans are too tight and then I realized what was going on and then yeah he proposed and I said yes and his grandparents were watching us through their kitchen window which is really sweet and then oh, that's so yeah cute. and then we had lunch with them and then he took me to jackalope for the weekend so
1: yeah oh beautiful oh that's really cute and super meaningful as well to do it at you know a family home and with them they're his grandparents there like that's that's super special yeah I
0: want I, I always hoped it would be something intimate and like that so and a bit sentimental so yeah I was really happy
1: lovely
2: and then so you you were engaged how long between your engagement and your wedding did you leave
0: Uh, It was exactly a year. So we got engaged on our three-year anniversary and married on our four-year anniversary. So um, yeah, it was exactly a year.
2: And um, what did you kind of envision for your wedding? Like I know obviously um, having that background of fashion and styling and, um, you know, creating content and stuff, did you have like a particular like colour palette or, you know, inspiration? Kind of where did you gather your inspiration from and what was it?
0: first of all Pinterest I'm so obsessed with Pinterest I have a Pinterest board for like every element of my life like my bedroom my bathroom my kitchen my garden like, everything so Pinterest was like my go-to for inspiration but I, I wasn't so set on what I wanted but I just knew I wanted like warm tones I wanted it to be quite romantic like feminine a bit old worldly um But yeah, kind of just warm and romantic, really.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And so tell us a little bit, did you, where did you decide to get married and how did you, like, how did you make the decision?
0: Uh, It was quite funny. So we were planning on getting married in Melbourne because majority of our friends are from here. So. We'd gone to a few wineries and looked around and nothing really sort of grabbed us and we were in Byron for a holiday and I had seen um, like a few months before a girl I knew got married at Jubalette and I was like to Nikki let's just go check it out like it's a drive we've never actually been into the hinterlands either I was like let's just yeah. go on for a day trip anyway uh so we drove down there and it was just so gorgeous like the road leading towards it was full of like beautiful jacaranda trees and it was just the most beautiful place and on a whim we were like yep done like what dates do you have available and then they had pretty much our anniversary date available and they were like locked in that's it
1: <laughs> yeah no way yeah that's so good because you kind of get a feeling don't you when you walk into somewhere or you put something on or you're in a situation where you you get a feeling and if if you get that feeling that's generally the right place that you should choose
0: that's what we thought and it was just like the place um, I'm sure you've seen photos it's so beautiful it's like got like pebbled pathways, like overgrown gardens, it's like sandstone arches and it's just like it's ran by a family that have like put their heart and soul into it for the last 40 years so it just yeah you're exactly right, it just felt right and it didn't feel, it just felt easy so yeah, that's mm, it. It's
2: actually a beautiful venue. Every single wedding I've seen there, I've absolutely loved. Yeah, it's so nice. It's
0: beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's like the number one venue, I think, if you want to get you know, married around that area. So beautiful. Um, so you got married on your anniversary, on your four-year anniversary. What was kind of the planning process like? Like, did you have a planner um, at all?
0: Yeah, so planning was a little bit difficult for me. Um, I'm very much like free-spirited. Like I'll do things when I feel like it or like if the weather's right or the vibe is right and my husband's like Mr. XL spreadsheet. So it was like <laughs> n- knowing that like I was planning it was probably really stressful for him. I was like, no, nah, I've got this, it's fine. But then when I actually yeah. started trying to plan it, I was like, oh God, like I'm not really, I'm not very good at this. So I got... A planner, um, Hayley, who was awesome. She does a lot of weddings at Jubalette. She sort of did all the technical things um, and I
1: sort of took over all of the creative things. So it ended up working really well. A good mix. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously not being in the same state, not knowing vendors and the surrounds, did you kind of lean on Hayley? What business was she with? Is it Hayley Cravig? Yeah, I, I think she's yeah.
0: like a sole trader. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, all right. And so did you learn, lean on her for the rest of your suppliers or did you have a bit of an idea scrolling Instagram and, and you know, going to the venue they would probably have recommended? How did you go about choosing suppliers when you're not in the same state?
0: So um, she was really helpful when it came to like transport and things like that. But when it came to like catering and flowers, like because of Instagram and Pinterest, I sort of knew who I ideally would like to have on the day. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, I sort of picked like the food and the flowers and everything, yeah, to do with the creative side. And she sort of did all the technical things which I would have had no idea about, you know, I was looking in the Gold Coast for cart, like it just, she was really helpful when it came to like the nitty gritty things
1: yeah for sure and so what when you were going through your vendors what who were your standout vendors so who were the ones that you chose first your non-negotiables uh it was the venue first
0: of all because I just thought the venue's so gorgeous and you know even if I didn't want to do any styling there or any flowers like it's still so beautiful like it sort of speaks for itself so um the venue was like first and foremost and then I sort of thought that, like, the building blocks for a good wedding... Because the most important thing for me was to not get stressed. So I just thought if I had the basic building blocks of a good wedding, everything else will flow. So I had a great venue. I wanted great food. I needed myself and Mickey to feel great in whatever we were wearing. And then, obviously, the guest list to be good. So the atmosphere and vibe was good. Um, But, yeah, I chose Three Blue Ducks for uh, our food, which is the farm in Byron Bay. Um, yep. And they just, they were so outstanding. they I, I was looking at a few caterers and I was like, oh yeah, mm, I'm not sure. And then I realized three Blue ducks did wedding catering and I was like, a hundred percent have to have them. And they were amazing. They curated like this Italian menu for us. We had like oysters, burratas, lamb shoulders, like, Whole snappers, like they were just incredible. They were really
1: awesome. All the good stuff. Catering's such a big thing because catering's not just the food; it's the service as well. And it's people kind of don't really understand. You never know how bad something can be until you have a bad experience. So food is one element, and for them, like the most important. But their staff and their service—they just make the experience for you. Oh,
0: they really did, and their staff. I actually remember like their staff were dancing pretty much on the table serving drinks towards the end of the night. Like they were <laughs> so much fun. Like they were honestly amazing. The best. They're in like I had um, I had like disposable cameras like like all over the place for my guests, a lot of take photos so I could see the wedding from like a guest's point of view. And one of the yeah. three blue duck staff took one and was taking photos of the staff in the kitchen and when I got them developed, I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, they were so That's the best.
2: (laughs) That's actually really funny. Uh, And that's a really good tip for people as well to do that because I always thought with myself, because I'm planning my wedding as well and I don't really – I'm not – worried really about having a photographer i kind of want those candid shots and um i'm like oh god that's actually a really great idea putting polaroid cameras out and it makes it for fun for the guests as well and you get them and it, you would be getting the most random things. oh I'm but sure. they're, the,
0: they're the best photos we've got like oh my photographer was incredible but like yeah i think we had like 20 set it around and like they're they're so funny because it's literally from the guests. and it captures the feeling all, doesn't it pardon sorry
2: it, it really kind of captures that feeling of the day, whereas, you you know, I mean, good photographers can do that, but you don't get it in that essence, as you said, from the guest point of view and like how they're feeling and experiencing the night or day. Yeah. And, do you
1: remember, like, and do you remember going out when you were younger when we didn't have digital and it's like, or you'd go to a, like a house party or like sneak into a well, this is me, sneak into a club, take all these photos. I know bad and then you'd get them developed and it would like you'd be sitting there in anticipating anticipation waiting to see what the hell you had actually yeah, taken the and that was, yeah, like,
0: that was fun fun of it for sure and you get the like perfect grainy filters on everything as well so it's like
2: yeah it's no editing here trending at the moment those type of photos yeah, yeah.
1: no awesome <laughs> and and so with all your planning and then obviously you doing the creative side you've got your logistical girl on the ground up there did you guys go into your wedding planning with a budget
0: uh we did you did. go in knowing
1: what you would yeah. yeah
0: um it was very naive and
1: unrealistic I think everyone's is when you first start though. You don't know, how do you know you've never done it? Well
0: that's the thing and like we had we were sort of the first one of the first out of our friendship group to get married. So we you know, we think of family weddings and stuff, but you just don't really know these things until you're sort of in the thick of it. So um yeah. We did yeah. have a budget. We definitely didn't stick to it. But I I guess if I had my time again I would probably be um a little bit more strict with it but I think I only really started planning my wedding sort of seven, eight months out so I didn't really feel like I had much bargaining power or like time to sort of really look around so whether it was expensive or not I sort of was just not panicked but I was like oh I just like yes okay yep, I'll go with you sort of thing.
1: Do you know what though, that can also be like a blessing in disguise because you know, when you've got too many options and then you've got too many things on your your plate, you don't actually, you either make a rash decision, you can make the wrong one, but you also, you're stuck. Like having too many options is not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes the first one you see and the first one you pick is the one that, you know, you're supposed to have. Especially if you've got that gut feeling or instinct about it. Definitely. And I
0: think that sort of creates stress as well. Like I wasn't really that stressed about the process because it's like you make a decision and then you just don't look back and you just make it work. Like you don't have these high expectations because like nothing's really ever going to, you know, go according to your expectations. So it was, yeah, it was actually, yeah, a big blessing in disguise
2: yeah that's good and how did the hunt for the dress go because i have seen you in your wedding dress plastered all over my social media <laughs> you've been reposted quite amount of time so tell us about that whole process
0: so i found that the like most exciting fun experience um And I I actually was in love with this Oscar de la Renta dress that I saw online and I found it in one boutique in Melbourne. I went in there and I tried it on and I was like, reality sort of hit me that like, I'm not six foot five, I'm five foot three. Like, okay, this, I'm going to have to get a custom dress, which is fine. Like I wanted to do that kind of anyway. Um, and then I went to one day bridal with my mm-hmm. mom, it was just my mum that day, and instantly like the girls, they were just so lovely, they're all angels in there, they're just so nice, they really listen to you, and the way I looked at it was like this is sort of gonna be a working relationship for the next six months, so like I really wanted to trust and like get along with who I was working with, and yeah, <laughs> yeah together we came up with my dress, and I think it's part of their core
1: collection now, which is really awesome. Um, Oh, wow. So your dress was complete custom from, the, from the, the ground up. It was just made with you. And did you work with Kaya? No, so
0: it was actually funny. So when I went in there, I pretty much told them what I wanted. And yeah. Bonnie was one of the girls there, Bonnie. Uh, she was like, she just got me. She was like, with, yeah. I said probably like two sentences. She was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. She's like, come back in like two <laughs> weeks. And then I came back in two weeks and she showed me like an image. I, it was like a, I think it was like a brown low dress they did years and years ago. And she was like, what about this? And we'll make it bridal, and we'll do this. And, we'll and then we like worked together and came up with my dress. And it was custom, but then because they thought they liked it so much, they'll put it in their core line. It was, yeah, mm.
1: it worked out for me. It was awesome. Yes, beautiful. It's gorgeous. And you felt amazing, obviously incredible on the day as well because you wear this dress for a long time. So like you said, you've got to you've got to have a really good relationship with your designer because you got to feel comfortable to be able to say, "Hey, that's not working for me," or "I know this is amazing, but I just want it I want it a little I wanted a little briefer, I wanted it a little higher," like because you are wearing it for 12, 15 hours, you want to feel Amazing. Yeah,
0: no, they were awesome. Like if I said I didn't like something, we'd change it or if I wanted something higher or shorter. Like they were so attentive and they, yeah, they're just awesome there. So it was a really, really pleasant experience.
2: Yeah, and to describe your dress to our listeners, it was kind of um, strapless with buttons down. Was it down one side or did you have buttons down both sides? Yeah, and then with a big split and it kind of flared out and flowed. It was just... Yeah, like a corset type at the stuff at the top, and then it kind of came out, didn't it? It was just so beautiful. Was it? Like, was it like a heavy satin?
0: But yeah, it was very heavy. Um, I couldn't really breathe in it, but I didn't really care because I loved it so much. You don't care? Um, <laughs> you don't <need> to breathe. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was awesome. I could, I didn't wear it long enough. Like I wanted to, I didn't want to take it off. So yeah, it was awesome.
2: And um did you have a particular kind of fitness routine and skincare routine going into the wedding? Did you change like much
0: of what perhaps you'd already been doing? Uh, Well, for my skin, I thought it would be too risky to sort of make any drastic changes right before the wedding. I don't think that's a really clever move. So I maybe six months out, I started using rationale. They're like five step program or something like that. Um, I'd been recommended by a lot of people and it, yeah, it made a difference to my skin. Um, And then two weeks out from the wedding, I got a laser treatment. Um, I'm not that good with all this beauty stuff, so I'm not sure what laser (laughs) treatment, but it was, yeah, it was just, uh, I really don't know, but it worked. (laughs) It made my skin look nice and fresh, so um, I did that. And then in terms of fitness, I... I'm really super active anyway um I'm obsessed with like well being and health, so I did up the ante with like cardio maybe three months out before the wedding um and I eat super healthy and I don't really drink, but I eat a lot of carbs, so like a month before the wedding, I mean everybody's different, but for me, when I don't eat carbs, it sort of you can really tell, so I just like cut out carbs a month before. And that was oh it. my God, good
1: on you. I don't have that kind of self-control. I wish I did. I wish I did, but I, I don't. And being, I'm a veget, it's hard. And I'm a vegetarian, so I'm like, yeah, carbs no, are life. Yeah,
0: that's I'm a vegetarian too. <laughs> I, I've been vegetarian for like 18 years and I don't know if you're the same, but I eat so much carb because I kind of use carb as a substitute for meat. Um, but yeah, I hung in there by a thread for like a month and then after the wedding
1: it was it was a free for all so and then you had this beautiful Italian feast so it was just like bring it all of it all of them (laughs) um
2: and so tell us about the wedding day so uh you tie the knot what was it two years ago uh
0: no we just celebrated our one new wedding anniversary in August
2: yes a year ago um so you know, what was the the vibe and can you kind of recall the flow of the day for us?
0: So for Mickey and I, we didn't really get so caught, cool. like we really made a point to remember that the wedding day, it's not a show, like if at the end of the day we're husband and wife and we're married, like that's really all that matters and like, so we didn't really care about the finer details, like it was fun planning them and stuff, but for us, it was literally just about becoming husband and wife. So so I woke up at Ray's um, and then my bridesmaids all came over. Um, we had the penthouse, so we got breakfast, we had champagne, and then the makeup artists came over and we just got ready there. It was very relaxed and very chill. And then a bus picked up all of our guests from the centre of Byron, I think at about or maybe 2 o'clock sorry and then took them to the venue where we had like refreshments and music playing and stuff like that and then the ceremony was at 3 and then it was cocktail hour which was just the best like once you have the ceremony you're like oh it's just so nice to like finally let your hair down so we had drinks and cocktails and like oysters and antipasto and it was just a really nice energy and then Mickey and I snuck off to do photos.
1: So do you, I'm just going to ask now because so many people and every time my couples ask me timelines, I'm like you have to go to your cocktail hour, it is Part, the, some of the best parts of your day. So, did you guys go with your guests, have some drinks, have some canapes, and then leave? And you'd fully recommend that? 100%. Sorry, I just took
0: that for granted because, like, I would never not be a part of that. So, we literally had the ceremony, walked down the aisle, and then you're just so hyped, and like, you feel it's yeah. a most amazing feeling because you just feel all this love, like, Projecting from everyone around you and like you don't want to lose that and run off and do photos Like I, I get photos are important but like it's more important to be present So like we went straight yeah. to cocktail hour for about half an hour And everyone was yeah. congratulating us and like we finally had yeah. a drink yeah. and It was just it was so good like it, that's one thing I definitely recommend brides to do And then snuck off to do photos for about 45 minutes
1: and then the guests sort of moved into
0: uh, the marquee,
1: so. How many guests did you have? Uh, we
0: had 150.
1: And that was, sit- you were sitting down for your reception? Were they all seated?
0: Yeah, it was a sit down. We had, uh, originally I wanted long tables, because I think visually that looks a lot nicer, but um, I, from going to a few weddings, I found that round tables are just a little bit more social. Um, so we had round tables of about 10 to 12. Um, and it was sit down, a three-course meal and then we like had a DJ turned into a big party so and things kicked
2: off from there so good did you um kind of go home straight after when the wedding was finished or did everyone kind of go out in and Byron and Bay or what was the kind of
0: <laughs> one of a few of our um guy friends had a huge house down in Bungalow and I think half the wedding party or pretty much the whole wedding party but Mickey and I went there um and had a huge night so um yeah I think it was it was a big night for everyone but the bride and groom we actually went home by a McDonald's because although like the food at our wedding was amazing like we were so busy like saying hello to people we didn't really have time to eat so um no yeah everyone
2: says that or they say that they barely had anything to drink like they didn't get that drunk or anything because they're just constantly chatting you don't have time to actually drink your own uh Uh, wine or cocktail at your own wedding totally it sounds ridiculous
0: but it's true I think I had one espresso martini and one glass of champagne and I had like one one piece of bread so (laughs)
1: Yeah, That's why so many people, if they have a day after party, say the day after party is wild because the pressure's kind of off. And, you know, especially for you guys, you guys were traveling. So it was was essentially a destination wedding. So you would have had that additional time to make up for it all if you wanted to after your wedding day. Definitely. And our
0: after party was awesome. We hired out um, the men's club which is very like Mediterranean vibes. Um, it's all like alfresco inside and out and it was such a like warm day. So we joined the party uh, the next day, which was really fun.
2: Was everyone? Did everyone have pretty uh, bad hangovers or were they all uh, the next day?
0: Some, <laughs> some um, trinkled in through from the night before and others were sort of fresh. So. <gasps> yeah there's,
2: there's actually nothing worse and I've been there before is going to the wedding after party I was in Bali for a wedding and the next day everyone was just like in the pool like sunny's on just drinking like you know and the next day and you're just drinking like poison and you're kind of trying to get it down just to just to yeah get it, it was just to get sunny's
0: on <laughs> is necessary
2: <laughs> um and so what were your favorite details of um the wedding or your favorite moment
0: I remember, which I really recommend for um, future brides, when all of our guests were sitting down in the marquee eating, my maid of honor was like, took Mickey and I away for a minute. And we just, it was just the two of us. And we just sat like in this quiet little sort of, I don't know what it was. It was like a little archway. It was so picturesque. And we just sort of overlooked the whole marquee and we just saw all of our guests like laughing, dancing, eating, and we sort of just sat back and reflected and we're like, whoa, like this is our wedding day. Like this is, how cool is this? So that's, um, and we both cried. <laughs> so that was um, a really nice moment that I won't forget.
2: Lovely. And um, are there any regrets or disasters or words of warning for other brides?
0: No regrets. I, there, there was almost a disaster. We um, ran out of alcohol before entrees, uh, which was a little wow. bit crazy. I, sort of, my, I asked my wedding planner, like, I just wanted a gauge of like, what most weddings for 150 people sort of drink and we ordered that amount and then she came up to me when everyone was sort of moving into the marquee and she was like, we've, we've run out of alcohol.
2: Oh, and no. I was like, "You don't, you don't need to hear that at your wedding." <laughs> yeah, I, <do>. I was <laughs>
0: like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, you, "Your guests, like, it's, it's, we've run out of alcohol. So the three blue duck staff, which are legends, like, they drove down to the nearest Dan Murphy's and bought like so much alcohol and brought it back. So it was a near disaster that none of the guests noticed. So
2: yeah, I've actually been to a wedding that the same thing happened. The drinks ran out, maybe like an after after." after their ceremony and we were in Dunkell, So we were kind of basically in the middle of nowhere with no bottle shops open. And I think they, everyone was pretty much blind. So they sent staff who were like serving cocktails (laughs) to drive to like the local hotel who happened to have like bottles of wine and just completely like bought out the entire hotel of all their like wine and stuff but it's obviously like a common
1: it's actually it's a common thing like from our experience I've only had one or two near misses like that where they've almost run out of booze but it's when you're it's that's why sometimes when some people trying to toss up whether or not to bring their own alcohol in whether or not it will be cheaper than going a per head cost you run that risk sometimes and you don't know like sometimes it could it it could be a beautiful day and everyone everyone for you guys were on holiday basically so it's like they're drinking holiday time not normal time and it's warm and so many factors come into it and sometimes guests just drink a lot
0: So we're all there to definitely have a good time. So that was that was a near disaster. But we pulled it off.
2: And um, following on from that, is there anything that you would do differently?
0: Um no the wedding day was perfect. I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything differently, but looking back now, I think for my rehearsal dinner and for my after party, I would have maybe got like Two white dresses. I sort of wore like low key outfits just because I thought that's what I would have wanted after spending a whole day in a wedding dress. But looking back now, I'm like, oh no, like that's a one time in your life you can really go all out. So um, I probably would have had two more wedding dresses. <laughs> one for the day before. Yeah, four, one yeah. for the like a white slip dress or something. But um, yeah, that's something I'd probably change. So indulge. Indulge because yes. you only do go this for once, it right? Like you can. Yes. <laughs> Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, now that you're married, you know, what's the best piece of advice you can give to other couples who might be in the midst of planning their own weddings, you know, or a word of advice for future brides?
0: Uh, I think planning a wedding is a really awesome learning experience for a couple because you sort of deal with like family issues, you deal with financial issues, and So I would say compromise, which a lot of people say is the key to marriage. So when
1: planning a wedding, (laughs) you learn to compromise and pick your battles. Yeah. (laughs) Which is perfect. Oh, Bridie, thank you so much for joining us and taking us to Byron with you. That was beautiful. Uh, Your wedding day sounded incredible. So thank you.
0: Thanks, guys.
2: Photos up on The You and Me Podcast Instagram when the episode comes out. So, looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The You and Me Podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at The You and Me Podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining!